You may have a LinkedIn profile, but how do you actually get noticed on the network? On this episode, some key tactics that will help you get more traction by leveraging the knowledge and experience you already have. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 495. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. One of the conversations we've had a few times over the years on the show is about LinkedIn. How do we get noticed on LinkedIn and utilize it well? Today, a conversation that's going to help us to move past just the passive ways to get noticed online and move into more proactive and activity-based things we can do to help us build our own personal brands. I'm so glad to welcome today someone who's an expert on helping folks to get noticed and to build amazing personal brands. I'm thrilled to welcome Stephen Hart to the show. Stephen is the host of the podcast Trailblazers.fm, helping entrepreneurs and leaders build amazing personal brands that are impactful, relatable, and profitable. He features the stories of brilliant black men and women to help teach actionable strategies, valuable tactics, and innovative tools so that they can use them on the journey to becoming transformative trailblazers. He's also the creator of Brand You Academy, which helps busy, heart-centered entrepreneurs and leaders through a proven step-by-step process to build an amazing personal brand that is authentic, impactful, and profitable. Steven, so glad to have you. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You know, we're here talking about LinkedIn, a topic that you and I have both navigated a lot over the years on our own and in our own businesses. And it is an important platform, and it's important beyond just people who are seeking a new job or people who are traditional quote-unquote sales folks, right? I mean, it, 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 it really does go beyond that. That's absolutely right. And more people are doing more on LinkedIn today than just looking for a job. When you think about LinkedIn and helping people to build their brands utilizing LinkedIn, what is the reason that this particular platform is so important? Right. So Dave, you and I are, are entrepreneurs. Many of your, your listeners are leaders and professionals. As, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we've heard a common phrase that you know, people buy from those they know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. And I'd argue that the same is true for, for leaders and professionals, especially now, right? And as leaders, the products that we want are, are people to buy is us. But for our employees to, to buy into you, they have to know, like, and trust you. And I think in a, a COVID world today, where so many of us are now working remotely, we have less opportunity for that face-to-face rapport and that, that FaceTime. We live in Zoom meetings all day, but often it's, it's very formal and very structured. And we've lost that ability, that small one-on-one water cooler talk, right? And I, I think as leaders to continue to remain relatable, we need to find ways to build relationships and find ways to communicate and allow for that know, like, and trust to still work for us. And I think LinkedIn is a successful platform. 
I mentioned in the introduction that we've done some episodes in the past on LinkedIn, Brenda Bernstein, most notably a few conversations, and mostly they were focused on what I would call the first steps or more passive things we do on LinkedIn, having our profile in the right place, using the right language, populating out our experience, super, super important to do. And that's a great place to start. And I'm going to link to those episodes later on here. So folks who are just entering LinkedIn for the first time, or maybe they have a profile, but not anything that you know has been populated out. I think that's a wonderful starting point. We're going to take a step beyond that today, though, and really look at what can we do more proactively and actively to get out there and feature some of our work, feature what we're thinking, and to help brand ourselves well. And I think we've zeroed in on three key areas that all, almost all of us have an opportunity to do. And one of them that you've highlighted for me is to do something you've called a, a set of series-based articles. Tell me about what you mean by that. Right. Before I jump into the series-based articles, Dave, I just want to share this so that we kind of set the tone, right? LinkedIn, more than any other social platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, provides you an opportunity to be seen if you're consistently sharing content. So by that, recent statistics show that there are 9 billion impressions in a LinkedIn feed every week. And what that means is that every single week, content in LinkedIn's feed is seen 9 billion times. There are almost 700 million people on LinkedIn, only 3 million people are sharing content on a weekly basis. Mm. So what that means is that 3 million people are getting 9 billion impressions on LinkedIn, right? On a consistent basis. And so if you're consistently posting to LinkedIn, you're going to be seen. You're definitely going to have an opportunity to be seen. And so coming to it, there, there are a couple different ways that you can share content on LinkedIn. You could share a LinkedIn post. You could share an article, which we're talking about. You could share videos. And something that LinkedIn's playing more often with now is LinkedIn Live. The thing I like about articles is that I know that many of the leaders and professionals that are listening to us right now, Dave, they're terrified of recording videos, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so creating content, creating content via written form, via articles, it can be a very effective way for you to, to share your thoughts, uh, build thought leadership, uh, if you're not yet ready for video. And there's a couple of ways you can go about this. And I, I think you and I have both done both of these. Is One is to write like a little post on, on just you know featuring uh, a message or, or a little story or maybe even sharing someone else's work. And the other way would be to actually write a, a official quote unquote article. And you can, I forget the exact language on LinkedIn, but you can, when you log in your account, you can, I think it's write an article. You can literally yeah. hit that button, write an article that's published on LinkedIn, and then you can also share that. What would be the decision point of like, am I just going to post something like, uh, you know, a little paragraph or something, or am I going to write an article? How do you go about deciding that? Absolutely. So a post is limited to a certain number of characters and it still is pretty long form. Uh, I believe you have probably 500 characters or five to 600 characters in a post where uh, an article doesn't have that cap. And so you, you can put more content in a LinkedIn article versus a LinkedIn post. One of the things too that you can do with 
an article where you want to get more out, more content shared is sometimes it doesn't have to just be you writing a piece. You could write a how-to or you could write a list-based article, a post, and get a lot more if you're, you're combining different pieces. I did this, Dave, I believe a year ago, March. I, in the middle of Women's History Month, thought to just share, I believe, a dozen women who were in the podcasting space who I thought were definitely moving in the right direction and shared a list-based post. I did not expect how much traction that post would get in that month and for months to follow. And so I tagged each of these people in that post. And so the beautiful things that happen when you mention other people, they want to give attention to you having mentioned them. And so now you have the leverage of other people who you've, you've mentioned also sharing your content. And that's a great way for you to maybe not have to be too creative, but being able to, to bring value by collate, you know, aggregating content of value that, that other leaders. And the great thing with the LinkedIn articles, those longer form, the, the people who are reading articles on LinkedIn they're oftentimes in upper level positions. They're the managers, the VPs, the directors, the C-level folk. So it's a great channel for leaders and professionals to be able to, to get the attention of those people that they want to, to, to consume their content and help them build that thought leadership and influence and, and build that credibility. I saw a statistic a while back, you probably know better than I do, of just the mean household income of someone who's a LinkedIn user and it's it's just way higher than the average income, uh, you know, it, so it, it just reinforces what you said. And the other thing that was coming to mind too, I love your invitation to curate a bit of what you found out there and showcase other folks' work. I think that's just a really, it's a nice entry point if you've never done anything like this before, rather than creating something yourself of, hey, I found this podcast episode, I found this article, I found this, and you you bullet point four or five things. And there's a real movement online right now toward curation and not as much toward original content creation. And so there's also a a great opportunity to do that and add a little bit of your voice and say how something was helpful to you. For the person listening who's thinking, okay, maybe I've done a little bit of the curation, but I'd, I'd also like to maybe start creating something of my own. I want to write my own article, but not knowing where to start. And the thing that I hear often from people is, I want to do this. I, I get the value of it. I don't know what to write about. Like what what topic I would even start with. When you hear that, what do you encourage people to do to just get be to just find what that first topic or article or two is going to be about? So, I think this dials back to what are you trying to accomplish over the long term? And I I'm big on having clarity of your long-term vision, having an a, a clear picture on what your, your goals and immediate tasks are. And oftentimes that then informs the content I need to create. I'm speaking specifically to me, Dave. So now knowing where I'm trying to move yeah, and, and the journey from A to B, I think sometimes we think we have to have a, a polished story or content piece where we know exactly what the listener should be doing and and we can inform them on exact steps to take and and it has to be 
perfect. And I think, in fact, I know that that's not always the case because a lot of times I'll share content on what I'm trying to do and the challenges that are in my way right now and what I'm doing to work through them. So a post like that looks very different than the polished up exactly how to do this because I've done it. What I've found is there are a lot more people that tend to follow me when I'm, I'm communicating exactly where I am in the rough and the challenge because they too might have that same challenge and they're wanting to follow my journey through how I solve a problem. Mm. And so that requires you to be a bit vulnerable because that means you're going to open up to, hey, I have a weakness that I'm working through. I have a challenge that I'm working through. And, and some people like the video, you're uncomfortable opening up about, you know, where, where you're working through some of that stuff. But if you're open at some point, you're going to have to open up to, to being vulnerable when you're posting content and, and creating content online. But I think that's a great strategy and an opportunity for many of your leaders to share because part of that opportunity LinkedIn provides us is to get that feedback and get that input from the people we're hoping to serve. And we become vulnerable, become relatable in, in sharing where we are present day and what we're working through, especially now, right? There's so many people that are working through the challenges of COVID, the challenges of social and racial injustice, the challenge of having, you know, people in all different places and, and working remotely. And I think speaking to that builds that relatability and, and, and makes you human in many ways. Now, this requires some measure of consistency. It doesn't mean that you have to post daily or weekly, but you do kind of need to, to bring your, your followers along on that journey. And maybe you're, you're, because you're busy, maybe you commit to saying, you know what, once a month or once every other week, I'm going to share content on on what it is I'm doing and you're bringing people along. So maybe you'll have internal communication that is more structured, but along that journey in the gaps, uh, your, your people, your followers, your community, from a work standpoint, they're able to follow exactly where your mind is, is um, you know, working through those challenges. And I think it's a, a great way for us to be transparent and allow people in to, to what you're working through and why. That's huge. Uh, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you were generating a bunch of ideas of how I've handled this in the past and thinking about working through challenges. And uh, two things came up for me that I realized I've done before. Uh, you know, We all have these kinds of things in, in life where we go to a regular corporate meeting or, or something and it is not the most engaging <laughs> For whatever, or we're stuck. I remember sometimes in my careers, I'd, I'd regular times I had to go to these three hour meetings, and there was like you know 20 minutes that were relevant to me, but there was a whole bunch of time that wasn't. And one day, I don't know what got me thinking to do it, but I thought, you know, I could rather than sit here and think about how this meeting's wasting my time, which I've had done for years. <laughs> So I I pulled out a notepad and I'm like, I am going to sit here. And as people say things about what's going on in with customers or the organization or things that are frustrating or opportunities, I'm just going to listen for what would be something I could write about 
or what would be something I could do a podcast episode about? Not the details, but just just to getting me thinking about it. And I walked out of that the first time I did. I walked out of that meeting with seven pages of notes. Really? Yeah. And I was like, "Holy cow!" For the rest of my life, (laughs) whenever I am bored in a meeting or watching something or at a conference or seeing a speaker, I'm going to listen for what are the ideas this is generating for? What are the questions people are asking? Sometimes I've done that in meetings. I've just listened. Um, I've done observations of instructors in the past where I just listen for like, what are people in the, who are participants in this course asking of questions? And I would, I would do that and it would generate so many ideas. And then the other thing that would work too, and I've done this before, like I'm I guess like a lot of folks, like I'm kind of lazy in some ways. Like I don't want to write a ton if I don't have to. And so if I can repurpose things, that's great. So if I wrote something for a client, for example, that was something I thought was like, oh, this is this would be useful to other people. Or if I wrote something for some colleagues, I would often, you know, I would take out the whatever information was, you know, specific to that or confidential. But I just repurpose it and I post something that would maybe be a little more generic on LinkedIn or utilize it for the podcast. And that has also worked out really well where I could hit you know three or four birds with the same stone of rather than having to... And so one invitation I'd make to people is you know figure out where you're already doing this, where you're already writing, where you're already thinking through ideas, where you're already in front of folks that are bringing you questions and suggestions and ideas. And if you do that, that you know, be a great starting point for ideas. You know, Dave, another thing that I think I love what you just said too, but I I think what allows for content to be relatable most of the time is if you can wrap your, what you're trying to share with story, um, with relatable stories, experiences that you've had, it's so much easier to digest that content I did this recently. I launched a corporate podcast for in, in cybersecurity and I'm across social media through my corporate social handles, sharing all the news about this podcast. But in my personal channels, instead of just sharing this podcast, because when I do that, sometimes I feel like I'm just pushing more content that might not necessarily be of value all of my followers, right? What I chose to do was to to wrap this in a story and actually chose to use video in this way, right? I recorded a, a short five minute video and wrapped the last year of me coming into this opportunity, what the lessons and, and the, the challenges I was up against leading up to the launch of this podcast and what we were able to accomplish through all of those challenges. And I put that out on LinkedIn. And not only did I get tremendous engagement on LinkedIn, Dave, but there were C-level people above me who saw that video shared that video in every known medium internally. I was across every Slack channel and, you know, it got all the way to the CEO of the company just by me sharing a personal story of that experience. Would that have been meaningful with me just sharing a post? No, but me wrapping 
the exact same, you know, the, the, at the end of that video, I was able to to make a little plug on the podcast. Yeah. Um, accomplished exactly what I wanted to anyway, but I got a ton of people subscribing to this podcast, sharing the podcast internally. I, I developed that know, like, and trust I was talking about with a bunch of people who know me, but don't really know my heart and kind of what what this meant to me, but now they did. It's huge. And I totally saw that video. <laughs> That's the funny thing, because you and I are connected on LinkedIn. And because so many other people had liked it, I saw it. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, we're, I knew we were going to be doing this interview soon. And so I, I watched it. And that led me to actually watch another live stream you did with TK Coleman recently. And it was just, it really, it just, it, it, it's a great example of the power of story and sharing a bit about yourself, not everything. You're not talking about all the personal stuff going on in your in your life. And you know, I some, know sometimes people hear the word authenticity and feel like they have to share everything. But but you are sharing something that's real genuine. It's part of your story. It's who you are. And as a result, that's huge. People love seeing that. We all love sharing stories in in our personal lives. And so online is just an extension of doing that. And you've you're just a great example of uh, of featuring that well. And this actually leads us into video. Yeah. For those who are thinking are like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready to try it. And, and if you're not, you know, the posts and, and talking and starting on articles is a great place to start. But for those who maybe have done a bit of that or they're saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm game to try it. Where would you invite people to start with sharing a video? Maybe two or three minutes. Yeah. Video is it's a, a place you need to get real comfortable with. I would encourage you to start with not necessarily posting to any platform, just get comfortable recording yourself. And the beautiful thing with a short video post that is not live, you're not talking about a live stream, you're just recording a video. It doesn't mean that you can you can begin to flesh out a thought if you're comfortable with the article setup, like we discussed a minute ago. Work it out on people. Work out an idea that you would want to share in video form in a notepad or on a on a sketch pad and think through a couple points that you want to share again coming back to story how could you wrap an idea that you want to share in a story format and maybe make two or three clear points that you want to drive home be able to share that and keep that video within three to five minutes i think oftentimes dave one of the things I usually do, I'll be inspired by a quote or I'll be inspired. I'll wake up with a thought. And if I can grab my phone fast enough, I mean, I, I've literally had thoughts in sleep, wake up, open my Evernote, write that one thought down and go back to sleep. And that's a strategy of mine is that based on that one thought, I'll then begin to flesh out what story, what experience have I had? that I can bring this story to life and drive home one, two, three actionable things that somebody can do based on that. And then after I have that fleshed out, Dave, then I'll turn my video on. And people always, there's so many people that ask, Stephen, what kind of equipment are you using? Listen, I have an iPhone and- <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> I have an iPhone that has one of the best cameras, probably better than my, you know, but, but my SLR. And I, I will have, a, I have a desk based tripod 
that I'll set my my iPhone on and I'll hit record. And sometimes, Dave, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm I'm re-recording that video three or four times. And what happens is each time I re-record it, I'm a little bit more comfortable with the thought that I was trying to share. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get to a point where done is better than perfect. So I'm not going to record 55 versions of this video, but I'll just get to the point where I got the thought out and I'll publish it. Done is better than perfect. Just get it out there. You'll never be a hundred percent comfortable. Even now after I've published hundreds of episodes of my podcast, I'm still uncomfortable when I put content out. That is fine. That is actually something you should embrace, but put the video out and I challenge you to share that video once you've posted it. I like my own video. I'm probably the first person to like my video and I'll share it with a couple people. I'll get the link to that video and I'll share it to a couple people in, in a text message and say, Hey, I just posted a video. What do you think? And usually I'll get the feedback of somebody I'm tr- uh, I trust immediately. And some oftentimes they'll go on LinkedIn and, and they'll comment and, and like the video and, and give me commentary. Usually I have a mastermind that that will happen with uh, a mastermind group, a close knit group of people who are, are going to be very direct with me on the things I, where I have opportunity to improve on that video or not. And I go from there, Dave, I, I don't let paralysis <laughs> of, oh, it's not perfect. Oh, I need to share this thought a different way. Hold me back from publishing video. And I found more and more, the more and more I do these videos is the more, and coming back to the work world, the more I'm, I'm realizing that there are other people, there are people I work with, partners external to the company that see my videos. There are people I work with in my corporation who are in different departments who I engage with, maybe not so often, but they're all watching my videos. Yeah. And they all have gotten a chance now over time to get to know me and know my thoughts and know the things I value in the season. And it's created engagement where people will reach out to me in, in company, in an email or in a Slack chat and, and engage. And so this is what's helping me to build that credibility and to build my influence and my thought leadership around the things that matter most to me. Both you and I know a bunch of people that are working in large organizations. They are not hosting podcasts. They're not entrepreneurs. And they have done this well, or at least a little bit of this. And they have built their brands and presence inside the organization with a ton of credibility because they are seen as a thought leader online and they have shared information that's helpful across industry. And it's really remarkable to see people do this well. And so few people really take this invitation to do this. And I I love what you said about just grab an iPhone. And and I, I would even invite folks, if even if you never post it, one of the things I often find uh, I'm asking our Academy members to do is when they say something like, you know, I've gotten feedback that my facial expressions aren't lining up well, or, you know, I, I'd like to get better at like showing what I mean versus just, you know, what I'm thinking. We'll often make the invitation like, why don't you just pull out your iPhone and record yourself the next time you're on a video conference or you're on a phone call, not the other party, but just record you and then go back okay. and watch it afterwards. And yeah, it's super uncomfortable the first three or four times you do that. But you see a lot and you get more comfortable with it. 
And it also gets you more comfortable with just recording yourself, which today in the midst of COVID, like whether we like it or not, we're all on video more. I've had a few people reach out to me like, I don't like this. I don't like the video conferencing. I don't like the Zoom stuff that's going on. And I sort of have two responses to that. I think like, I gosh, I feel really sorry for you that you're you're pushed into this. And I also have the response of like, you know what? This is this is the new reality. Like it or not, it's it we're all going to be on video more, some of us more so than others. So I think the faster we can get ourselves used to it, even if just personally. And then I think that makes it easier for when we decide to share something online too. I couldn't agree with you more and I've often said that Amazon has trained us in in this day and age as to how we shop online. Uh, Facebook has has trained us as to how we operate in social. And I think Dave during this COVID season, Zoom is training us on how to operate on video. And it's making us, uh, whether we like it or not, it's making us more comfortable with video because we're in Zoom Zoom meetings. So many of us are in Zoom meetings all day long and we're on video and we're at home. Oftentimes the situation is not always perfect in our backgrounds. And so we've come, we've become a little bit more accustomed to the video environment and things not having to be perfect. And I think you made that point and I can't stress it enough before you make the decision to post it on, on any platform or anywhere at all, get comfortable with recording yourself on video for short, short, you know, start working on 30, 30 seconds, a minute, build up that stamina to, to be able to talk. And sometimes uh, there are many videos I'll, I'll do in, in short form, Dave, while I'm just walking my dog in the morning and I'll just have my, my phone up and I'll record myself sharing the thought, whatever is on my mind to share at that point. Sometimes those videos, I'm like, you know, this actually, this thought sounded like something I'd want to share and maybe I'll make it an Instagram story or something that is brief and, and isn't as formal. But I think get comfortable recording yourself, putting on that selfie mode, recording yourself. Maybe you have something written. Maybe you've written a few articles. Record yourself sharing those articles in a video forum. You might be able to repurpose content. Maybe you've had a blog. Maybe you've always been a writer and journaled thoughts that you could share publicly and getting some of that recorded and being able to watch yourself again, watch from the, 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 the perspective of the consumer. Most people are not going to be as critical about how you sound, how you look like you are. <laughs> and more times than not, people are listening for the content and they're not as tuned into all the other things that we will pick at. So get used to the video and and challenge I challenge you to to just put it out there and and begin to see consistently put it out there and begin to see how how people react to it. We're our own worst critics, aren't we? Uh, yeah. We absolutely are. Yeah, yeah. Uh Steven, it's great. There's so much more we wanted to discuss. Uh it was so gonna have to have you back so we dive in more. You have established yourself as an expert at helping people build a personal brand that's authentic and impactful. One of the ways folks can do that is through the Brand New Academy. Um, you've been super kind to offer a, um, a discount for folks in our 
community that may be interested in doing that. Uh, would you tell us a bit about the Academy and, uh, and if folks want to dive in and discover more, the best way to do that? Absolutely. So the Academy is a self-paced online course. It's going to walk you through uh, so much. You're going to be able to, to get clear on who it is you're serving, which is oftentimes the thing that we, we have a lack of clarity on. You'll be able to, to work on both your brand identity, all the visual elements of, of your brand, as well as your messaging and getting clear on that. And then really beginning to frame a website and make sure that your digital footprint, all the places that you're found online are optimized to be able to, to share the message and put you out there in a way that represents your brand and represents you in the best light. And so Brand You Academy is a hybrid. It is an online course, self-paced, but you do have access to a private group and you have access to me as you work through the program and need the input to, to help you work through the material. I'm providing your coupon code for all your listeners. Uh, that's the coupon code is CFL 200. And that allows your listeners to take $200 off the cost of the course. Thank you so much for that. For those who want to dive in and really do a really intentional work right now around building an online presence that really represents your brand well. I think this is just a wonderful way to do that. So stephenahart.com slash academy, CFL200 is the coupon code. If you decide to dive in, we'll have all the links in this week's weekly leadership guide as well. Stephen Hart is the host of the podcast trailblazers.fm, helping entrepreneurs and leaders build amazing personal brands that are impactful, relatable, and profitable. Stephen, thanks a ton for your time. Dave, it's been an honor. Appreciate you having me. Thank you again. I hope this conversation is a catalyst for you to do a bit more to get noticed online. And if it does end up being on LinkedIn, I hope that you also tag Stephen and I if you decide to create something as a result of this conversation. We'd love to see it and comment and cheer you on. So please do that if you decide to create something. And uh, one of the things that I'd certainly recommend is thinking about what you can do to repurpose things that you're already doing. Many of you know that I air a Dave's Journal podcast. I haven't done it as much recently in COVID times here with all the other things going on in life. But when I air that podcast, I always take the transcript of what has been aired on the podcast and then post it as a LinkedIn article. Uh, so that way I'm uh, doing the work once, but I'm getting distribution in two different places. And I think for many of us, there's the opportunity to think that if of course, there are things that are not appropriate to repurpose, uh, client work and internal documentation or strategy. But oftentimes, there are things in our professional lives that we may create in one place or one venue. And if we do it with the intention of thinking, how could we potentially utilize this somewhere else, there is the opportunity for others to learn from that work and for us to potentially build our brands. That's a great uh, line of thinking to go down if you're thinking about doing something like that out of this conversation. Also, several related episodes that you'll want to check out if this conversation got you thinking about new ways to leverage LinkedIn or writing or video. One of them is episode 285, How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile with Brenda Bernstein. Brenda has been on the show a couple of times before. She's absolutely an expert on writing great LinkedIn profiles to get traction on LinkedIn. And if you don't yet have a decent profile, that is the episode to start with before you start creating 
creating more. Episode 285 will walk you through step-by-step some of the key areas. And we took, at the time we aired that episode, with the permission of some of our listeners, uh, their LinkedIn profiles, examined them, talked about that them in that episode. What are some of the things folks are doing well in our listening community? What are some of the examples of places to improve? So it's a great uh, practical way to get really clear on what you can do with your profile. I'd also recommend episode 414, Permission to Be Yourself with Bar Schwartz. Barr is one of our Academy alums. During her Academy uh, tenure, one of the things she decided to do was to do a bit more writing. And she just began writing five minutes a day. In fact, she did it on the way to the train and it turned into a book. In fact, a book that's uh, coming out this fall. So it's a great inspiration if you'd like to just start to do a little bit of writing that may or may not lead to something more, but gets the practice started. Episode 414 for that. And another inspiration from a past Saturday cast episode, episode 420 with Johanna Nalal. Johanna on that episode talked about the commitment she made when she was in the academy to begin doing some regular writing of articles. And she has been writing her personal blog on climate adaptation and leadership for the last several years. I think she's hit every single week. It's an incredible resource. A number of you in our community follow her blog. If you're looking for a bit of inspiration on where to start to find your voice, episode 420 is a wonderful starting place for you. All of those episodes you can find on the coachingforleaders.com website. If you have not yet set up your free membership, that is a wonderful way to engage with not only this episode, but all of the past episodes because the system is searchable by topic. So if you go in to coachingforleaders.com, set up your free membership, you'll see all the episodes that are listed since 2011, but you can really zero in on the topic that's most important to you right now. In addition, you'll get access to my weekly leadership guide that comes every Wednesday with all the links from every episode. Also, all of my book notes are inside that free membership, plus the free audio courses and a ton more. Coachingforleaders.com is where to go for access to all of that. I look forward to seeing you inside our free membership as well. Next week, I'm glad to welcome Andy Kaufman to the show. He is returning to discuss how to generate quick wins. It is a conversation that comes up often within our listening community and our academy sessions on how to actually generate change. And one of the best ways is to generate quick wins. Andy and I are going to be talking about that in detail next week. Join us for that conversation. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on Monday. Take care.